Hooray Run Podcast, Episode 26. I'm your host, James Rogers. Episode 26 with freelance writer Amanda Loudon. Before we get to that conversation, I do have to give a couple shout-outs related to Episode 25. So in Episode 25, a return episode for Hooray Run Podcast after a long break. Episode 25 included a recap storytelling from the Cleveland Marathon on May 19th. I ran the marathon with longtime friends, Wilson Shaner and John Weiss. We got on the line together and just recapped the day, recapped the Cleveland Marathon experience. Wild day. Um, on the social media post for that episode, got a comment from Lori Milroy, who rightfully said, hey, I'm the one responsible for that three-person friendship right there, friendship between myself, John, and Wilson. And Lori did indeed introduce me to Wilson and John when I moved to Saginaw in 2005. My first interaction with Wilson was in the Milroy house in 2005, and she, Lori, also set up a hangout with John soon after we moved to Michigan. So Lori is the genesis of those friendships. Really appreciate that, Lori. And here's your shout out and just much appreciation for the support of the podcast as well and for listening and and sharing, spreading the word too. Thanks, Lori. And second shout out here to dear friend Casey Rutledge, who really helped with that Spirit on Lewis artwork He pushed me to try something different, tweak this, tweak that. Hey, try this. He helped shape the look of Hooray Run, gave me suggestions, and played a key role in the new podcast artwork look and just the new face of Hooray Run, Spirit on Lewis, and Running Motion there. So big shout out there to Casey for all the help in that and for always supporting Hooray Run. One more thing here. I just started working with Carly Peel, a great friend of my younger sister. I saw some of Carly's work, her illustrations, sketches floating around social media. Saw a sketch she did of my younger sister, and it really caught my eye. I really liked the style. So I reached out to Carly and asked her about doing some work for Hooray Run. And so the social media posts affiliated here with episode 26 are works of Carly. Uh, sketch of Scott Fauble crossing the finish line at 2019 Boston. Carly did a fantastic job. Quick turnaround. I gave her a short notice seeing if we could get one done before this episode drops. She cheerfully did it, seems excited about it, and we're hoping to do some more work going down the road here too. So be on the lookout for more sketches from Carly with Hooray Run posts. Carly's work on Instagram at Carly Peel, C-A-R-L-Y-P-E-I-L. Go check it out. See some of her sketches, her work there on Instagram. Coming up, conversation with freelance writer Amanda Loudon. Not Amanda's first time on Hooray Run Podcast, a veteran guest on the show. Her work has appeared in several publications, Washington Post, Runner's World, Outside, ESPNW, Podium Runner. This conversation focuses solely on her piece on the Northern Arizona Elite running team, based out in Flagstaff, Arizona. NAZ Elite might see it as Hoka NAZ Elite, sponsored by Hoka since 2015. This group, 13-member team, having a ton of success. Really, the last couple years, 2018, you could say, was their breakthrough year. And as we cover, it seems like every weekend there's a huge performance posted by an NAZ Elite team member. Most notably... The aforementioned Scott Fauble's 2019 Boston Marathon performance, 209.09, 
for 26.2. Cracks 210, huge PR. We cover that performance and also the culture, the philosophies of head coach Ben Rosario. Rosario, the head coach and president of this professional training group. Both the men and women of this group on fire right now, posting incredible results, motivated, confident, working well as a team. Amanda and I go in-depth on her podium runner piece. Before we get to that conversation, you know what it is. My friend Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud. Mikey, you've got to drop that beat for us. Joining me on the line now, a repeat guest appearance here on Hooray Run Podcast. Brought back the podcast last week, and I thought it'd be great to have freelance writer Amanda Loudon back on. I was going through her Twitter and saw she she wrote a great piece on the Northern Arizona Elite Professional Training Group based out in Flagstaff, Arizona. And I thought it'd be great to get her insight on that writing, how it came to be, and just what she learned from this professional running group out in Arizona. Amanda, welcome back to Hooray Run Podcast. How's it been? It's been a while. It has been a while, but thank you for having me again. I, I always enjoy coming on and chatting with you. So, yeah. Really appreciate the time. I want to know first, too, how your running's been, and is it getting pretty humid out in, in Maryland? Is that where you're based still? <laughs> yeah. Maryland is one humid place. Um, we actually have, I don't know, this crazy, beautiful break today and tomorrow, um, so I'm rest today's a rest day, but I can't wait to get out there tomorrow morning and um enjoy this. But um I'm actually I'm coming off of a tiny little I don't know, injury's too strong of a word, but I had a little bit of a I guess a speed bump, I don't know, over the last month. Um just something I did. I go I go to um a gym where we do sort of crossfitish workouts and I, it's really been great for my running, but um I, I just like was turning in a weird way, like racking a weight and just had a little, I don't know, a little something uh, go on, um, around the tib joint and, um, kind of laid me up from running. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I can't even say like for a solid block of time, but it was just greatly reduced the amount of running my body could handle for a couple of weeks in there. Oh, so, um, yeah, but I seemed to have turned the corner last week and, um, tested it out by running both Saturday and Sunday. Like my first time I ran consecutive days since this has happened and it felt fine and it's feeling really good today. And so okay. I think I'm, I think I'm in the clear and, and heading in the right direction. Build so. back up. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fortunate because the gym that I go to um, is actually owned by two PTs and they also do the coaching there. And, um, Oh, that's like a big bonus there. Yeah. Oh gosh. It's, and it's a mile down the road. And, um, and the one PT has been my PT for ever and a day. And he's, um, we were just like a really good, I guess you would call it working relationship where, you know, it's a, it's a good back and forth and he gets my, my crazy runner mind. And, um, and the funny thing with our relationship is that he actually has to push me when I'm feeling like I've got a, you know, something hurting. Right. Um, like I'm, I'm more likely to pull way back and he's like, you got to keep testing it. And, he usually ends up right. And, um, <laughs> so this is one of those cases where I don't mind being wrong and I'm um, <laughs> listening to him. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did 
did the did the hiccup there in the in the training and the running there give you more time to write? Did you did you find yourself putting more time into other aspects of life there outside of running? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess that is like you, you've always got to find that silver lining, right? Um, and um, yeah, I've had a busy, busy, busy few weeks of writing. Um, today actually kind of feels quiet because um, I had so many deadlines in the last couple of weeks, and um, okay. you know, I don't. Yeah, so that that's that was a good thing too. Yeah, and I saw quite a hectic weekend just. I was, I was grateful you made time here on this Monday. Uh, you had a, you had a child graduate. Is that right? I did. Yeah. My first, he's, um, he's launched and he's, <laughs> um, at senior week in ocean city right now, which is like every mom is terrified of that, but <laughs> just holding my breath till he comes back on Wednesday. So <laughs> yeah. Quite a hectic few days there. I saw. So yeah. again, grateful yeah. you're on here on the line. Uh, main reason I said it from the start, from the start there, from the top, uh, this, this article titled Hoka NAZ elite inside the hottest team going It posted on May 14th on podium runner. And first just let the listeners know what podium runner is. It got a rebranding from uh, competitor days. So just let us know a little bit more about podium runner and what they're trying to do here in the running. Sure. Landscape. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to lump it into, um, well, they're, they're with the same group that um, publishes Women's Running. They always have. They've always been. Um, those, those, those titles have, have been together along with Triathlete. And um, so they were um, purchased by um, a different company um, not that long ago. And um, so they, they kind of gave it a rebranding and a relaunch. They brought everything into um, offices in Boulder. They were out in San Diego before, um, and they've brought on some great experienced editors. We've got Jonathan Beverly at the head of Podium Runner and um, uh, Jen Ator at uh, Women's Running. And um, so, yeah, I think it's just kind of, you know, like a, a fresh, let's, let's start from scratch. I think competitor had kind of lost its way a little bit there um, in between, you know, there's just been a lot of changing of hands and, um, yeah. and editors and all that. And so I think this is kind of just a way to, to relaunch, start from scratch, um, and deliver some, some good content. Mm. It's called yeah. podium runner. And that's where this feature posted. Now this Hoka NAZ elite team feature was this, who was the first point of contact here? Did you reach out? Did someone get in touch with you about doing this? You know, I, I reached out to Jonathan cause I'm like, look, these guys are, you know, they're, they're really um, impressive what they're doing. And um, they, yeah, he already written a piece on what Scott did at Boston, but um, mm-hmm. you know, there's just so much more that the depth of this team is kind of crazy. And um, it's, you know, like one after the other, after the other, it's hard to go a weekend anymore without somebody from this team doing something pretty impressive. So um, I thought it was worth covering and he agreed. And um, yeah, that's, that's how it all came to be. Yeah. Seriously. The string of successes here, you, you, you wrote that, that phrase there in the sub headline here, what team and training secrets lie behind the flagstaff flagstaff based Northern Arizona elite string of successes and got into just more of the culture there. And really, you know, it launched really last year, the breakthrough year for this group, 2018, I'd say, uh, yeah. Scott Fauble's seventh place, two Oh nine Oh nine at Boston really helps with, with the timing of this feature too. And what he did yeah. there on the elite major marathon stage, but really, we're seeing Alphine Tulamuk just tearing it up on the roads and Steph Bruce too, part of this group, who's just a savvy veteran. And I think her, she's just set a string of PRs. I know she just uh, won the, the half marathon championships too, USATF half marathon championships 
Um, so that was appealing too. there. Like you said, just the string of success successes here. Um, and we talked yesterday, you, you gave me a text about Alice Wright too, a youngster in the group here, I believe 24 years old, just went out to rock and roll San Diego half, uh, yesterday. What was that? Yep. And, and yeah. Yeah. How's she fair there? Uh, she was third overall and took some ridiculous chunk of time off her PR. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, it's escaping me now, but it was, I mean, it was a lot of time that she took off. So, yeah, I think she um, or 71. Yeah. 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 And I, I don't know what she was before, but it was, it was, um, I want to say at least three minutes off of her time. Um, it was something impressive. And, and, you know, when I did, when I was talking with Ben, um, for the piece a while back, he was mentioning, he said, you know, the, the youngsters on the team are also, you know, starting to show some real promise and, and, and it's exciting what they're doing. So, um, yeah, I think it all gets back to this culture he's created and mm-hmm. the way they all feed off of one another and support one another. And he started off with marketing for the Adidas McMillan team. Is that correct? Ben Rosario, this is Coach Ben Rosario, correct. now the head coach correct. president of NAZ Elite. Yes, and and that team kind of dissolved. Um, and he kind of, you know, there's still a core group there that wanted to keep going. Um so, um, you know, I think, um, part of their key was, was, was bringing Hoka on, um, about a year later, um, that's really made them, you know, I mean, we, we all know that, that, um, pro running is not a place where people are getting rich and, um, and, and, but yet, you know, if, if people want to make a living at it and if you want to be able to build these teams, there's gotta be some financing. So, um, Hoka came through for them and, um, I think it's been a really good partnership for them. Yeah, started yes. that partnership in 2015, so it's fairly fresh still. I mean, not even five years into this partnership with NAZ Elite and Hoka. Um, and, and Rosario did say, he said, you can be the best coach in the world, but you can't bring in talent if you don't have the finances to do it, and Hoka has provided that. Are you aware of any contractual agreement there? Do we know if it's five, seven, nine years, or is this just kind of a a year-to-year thing too? It, it, I'm just intrigued by how those contracts work with with the the professional running groups that are springing up around the country and some that are more established too. Do you have any more insight on that? Yeah, I, um, I feel like he and I talked about, <laughs> about the, the last renewal of the contract and I cannot remember what the duration was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's safe to say that Hoka is very, very happy with this relationship and, um, I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, you know, I don't want to speak for anybody, but I, you know, I I think, yeah, it's, it is working clearly. And, um, yeah. So it really uh, is. I mean, if Hoka's seeing, I I know they're on top of what this group is doing every day, day to day, then the results are showing. Yes, for sure. For sure. Behind, behind staying and back in this group here. So it's, I'm sure it's, it's there for the long term. I would hope so too, just to, see some of these athletes because the, the shelf life of professional runners can be quite short, quite just, you know, in the short term. And if you see a company that's going to back them for the long term, it, it gives these athletes to longer careers as well. And I, and I like to see that in the professional running world. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I do think, I think Hocus has been really smart with the way they've played, you know, not just this team, but some of their other runners. And um, I mean, you know, look at their, results you know at the top of the trail running world too and then triathlon and you know they're they're doing a lot of things right so yeah they are and again fairly fresh company there just have made a huge splash on the running community and it's great to see them back in this group here uh the main result from 2019 i mean they've had a lot of 
tremendous results posted in just this year. I mean, we're in May or into early June here, uh, June 3rd today. But, you know, Fobble's 209. Uh, he ran a 212 and change at New York in his previous marathon back in the in the fall of 2018. Wrote yeah. a book, too, inside a marathon with his coach, Ben Rosario, there, too, which is cool to see that he's also an author, Scott Fobble, here. Uh, 27 years old, not even really into his his prime marathoning stage yet either he, he's got to go on it pretty early because a lot of people think you know 28 to 34 is prime for 26.2 and now he's he found himself leading the pack there at the front of boston in april and and yeah. comes through in a sub 210 which is rarefied air for american distance running american marathoning there uh yeah. what more did you hear from coach ben or, or from fobble himself on on that performance and and the takeaways from it yeah, I mean, I think again, it, it's it's the build up um, or the building on to the the 2018 that they had, and um, you know, it's the confidence building. Um, I think you know, you, you see what you can do and what you can do on a, on a world stage like New York in the fall, and that builds your confidence. And you've got this whole team that's confident, and they're all, you know, it's it's just feeding into one victory after the other, and they believe in themselves and and in each other. And I think that momentum's just, you know, carried them on into 2019. And I think that's kind of went down there. And I think, you know, I'm not something I talked about with them, but I mean, when you get these athletes that maybe people aren't, um, yeah, I, I would say Scott still is flying slightly under the radar. No, I don't, yeah. not after Boston, maybe not now, but, mm. um, you know, coming into Boston, maybe he was a little bit under the radar too. And I think that certainly, um, works to your advantage, right? You know, oh. um, yeah. So he could quietly kind of kind of do his thing out there. Sure, out in Flagstaff too, and, that, and that's uh, that's the training base here. A, a key component of the article was the focus on Alphine Tulamuk, the Kenyan, who was mm-hmm. who was searching for professional running groups and and landed with NAZ Elite here, training out in Flagstaff. She said too in the article that just the terrain, kind of the the physical nature of Flagstaff, reminded her of Kenya. Can you? Can you give us more on that? Yeah, she was she was just talking about, you know, as she was out running and, and looking at it and um, you know, the, the the colors and the hills and and the and the way, you know, the, the rolling hills. Um I mean, if you want to call them rolling, I guess that's yeah. that's <laughs> um that's perspective. But um yeah, that you know, it did it did, you know, kind of um give her a sense of home and and you know, um that I guess helps too, um when you're trying to, you know, pick your your training grounds, give you that comfort level and and, um, and, and I think she felt, you know, embraced right away too by the, by the uh, team. So, um, that's also, you know, been a bonus for her. Yeah, definitely. The team, the culture appealed to her as well. Allie T here, and that's, she won the USATF half marathon championships 2018. Then, then Steph Bruce, her teammate does it, does it this yeah. year. And yeah. Allie T last year, just a huge breakthrough with the 25 K championship national title. And then Boulder, 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 uh, said Boulder quite a few times there, Boulder, Boulder, (laughs) 10K. That's a huge, that's arguably the biggest 10K in the country, uh, second at that. And then, uh, and Peachtree Road Race too. So, and then this year, just doing her thing as well, winning a half marathon, fourth at the cross country championships, national cross country championships. And then 226, Rotterdam, huge PR in the marathon. So she's just reaping the benefits of, I, I think she's reflecting on her, on her decision and thinking, I, I did the right thing here. Yeah, yeah. I love that she, she talked about her buildup 
for Rotterdam and saying, you know, she just did not have a bad workout, you know, yeah. it was just one good one after the other. And, um, how cool is that to be able to, you know, toe the line feeling that way. So we talked about that too, just the difference in her, in her training, um, going from where she was to, to NAZ elite here and getting the quote here. She talks about her approach under Rosario there and says she used to do a lot of shorter, faster stuff. Um, then Ben, her coach, had her build up to Rotterdam. She says with longer runs at marathon pace, and like you just said, yeah. she said I had no bad workouts going to Rotterdam, but and feeling confident. So that's that's just a, a basis for a tremendous race day there. That's going to lead Absolutely. right into Absolutely, yeah. Day. And I think I think it sounds like you know when I talked to her that I think her body appreciates um, you know the the I guess overall easier pace. Um, you know, and then, and then the dialed in marathon pace and, you know, as opposed to pushing so hard at some of the shorter things that weren't necessarily benefiting her for the marathon. So, yeah. Yeah. No bad workouts, that confidence that's conducive to a marathon PR day indeed. And the training style of coach Rosario here, it seems like they do just a ton of work at marathon pace, nothing too quick, nothing too too much slower either than marathon pace is that right is that his approach mainly from what you learned? yeah that, that's that, I think that is it basically um, just getting them you know really comfortable there and um, you know that that there's like like he says in there that you know you're not going to be um, running 10k pace at the marathon and so um, you know it, it's getting your body comfortable and used to that pace so that like if you're used to 10k pace and then you go out and you're you're running your marathon. Um, your body's going to want to run that 10 K pace. Um, so, you know, his, his thinking is, um, let's get your body ready to run the, the pace that it's going to hold for 26. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. What'd you learn about that culture created by Ben Rosario there? I think the biggest thing is just, you know, oh my gosh, they're so supportive. I mean, you know, like I learned about Alice Wright yesterday from, um, a, a, a tweet from Steph Bruce, right. Cause they mm-hmm. just, they are all so excited for one another and supportive. And it seems like he's just done the perfect job of, of picking people who are going to work well together and cheer each other on. And, um, you know, that, that seems to be, I think that's the biggest key that they've got going on is this culture. And, um, you know, maybe it's, it's kind of a rare thing and maybe he's just really adept at, at, uh, you know, knowing what it takes, um, to, to, to match these folks up, you know, yeah. He said he really looks for we people, not me people. And yeah. That culture of total support and bringing any rookie onto the team too and them feeling a warm welcome, embraced and encouraged. And and he seemed really encouraged too. He did say, he just quoted, he said, our, our rookies are doing really well too. So that's got to give the coach a boost as well. For sure, for sure. Seeing the youngsters yeah. coming in and finding success right away. Yeah. Uh, another key part of the of the feature here was the strength and conditioning that the team does too. Talking about the weight the weight room and the and the end of race kicks there. Can you elaborate more on that? Yeah, he's just talking about you know they they really um, you know I mean I, I I guess everyone knows that there's some secret sauce and some strength training these days, but mm-hmm. um, you know they do make it a priority and they're doing it together. Um, and so again, you know it's it's this group. Um, dynamic and um, they've got two great strength coaches in there um, who are really forward thinking and um, 
and you know, while they're working out together in the in the weight room, they they also have individualized um, programs. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely a, a cornerstone there in their program, and not something that they're going to skimp on. Yeah, sure. It's cool to read about his background as well. A Truman State grad who was a D two runner and kind of just worked his way up into this. Still fairly young, and and heading this professional group that's just taken off on the both national and international scenes here. Does he talk about his background at all and kind of what he's done to, to get to this stage in his coaching career? Uh, we admittedly did not talk about that. So okay. I, I'm sorry. I can't speak to no, that. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I you know it, it is interesting and it's cool to see, you know, somebody young and fresh and, and, um, you know, maybe with this different approach, um, leading things, you know? Right. And it seems like he's got just fine connections, relationships with all the athletes that you hear him on different podcasts as well and, and different article features. And like you said, just the culture of we, the culture of everyone's out supporting each other, no matter the race result too. Because as he said in the quote too, he said in, in workouts, you're going to have those tough tempo speed workouts where you know one or two, three of the athletes aren't going to be having their day. They're going to be off, but you got to have that team camaraderie because then a few of them are going to be on that day and just leading each other through the line and leading each other to, to top-notch workouts, even if you're not feeling in shape to, to get after it that day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, um, it, it's just that whole, um, social, social facilitation approach, you know, right, right. um, and it, and it really does work. <clears throat> Indeed. And he has th- 13 athletes now. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And I, I think, I think they're, um, my impression was they're, you know, they're pretty, um, happy with that number at the moment. It's working for them. And, um, you know, they, I think they do now also, they, they, they're obviously on the radar and now, and so I think they've got people knocking on their doors, but, um, you know, I, I think right now they're, they're pretty perfect. So yeah. that was really my next question was asking you if he said anything about 13 being the sweet spot number there, if that's a max number, if he's looking to maybe go up to 15, 18, uh, but he seems pretty set on 13. I, right now it seems like this is a, a, a good spot for them. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if they'll expand that or not. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. And him talking about, yeah, more people inquiring about it when you have results like they have the last two years, like you said, more people are going to come knocking and just interesting, you know, the whole behind the scenes of what goes into his mind and his, his approach to recruiting and, and reading resumes, if you will, just seeing backgrounds and, and talking on the phone, email and, just, you know, his approach to that, um, yeah. be something to maybe dig, dig deeper into his mind on that. But I'm always curious yeah. with coaches of these groups and, and how they approach that recruiting and those inquiries. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm just going to read, read the names of all 13 members here just to give them all a shout out real quick. We, sure. I got them here. Matt Baxter, Ben Bruce, Stephanie Bruce, Aaron Clark, Scott Fobble, Nick Hilton, Grayson Murphy, Danielle Shanahan, Scott Smith, Kellen Taylor, Alphine Tulamuk. Sid Vaughn and Alice Wright. And if you're, you know, if you're plugged into the running world and you're keeping up with some of these major results, you know, the national stages, the national championships, major marathons, half marathons, you do recognize a lot of these names out of a 13 member group. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, they're in the, in the running world. Um, they're pretty much household names. <laughs> sure. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Have you personally been out to Flagstaff, Arizona to run or just visit there? 
No, that is one place I have not been. Um, I feel like I've been fortunate to get out to some of these really cool places out west, but that's that is one I have not been. So, um, yeah. I've driven uh, right past it, but I've always wanted to, I just always hear about the hotbed for endurance athletes, not just runners, just endurance in general out there. For sure. For sure. I mean, and, and has been for a long time now. Yeah. yeah. I just want to get your thoughts here as we wrap up, just your thoughts on these professional running groups popping up around the country and, and finding, you know, the infrastructure there to become established groups and with NAZ elite here, Northern Arizona elite, just how they they build and build until they have these breakthroughs and gives even more, you know, post-collegiate runners these opportunities to, to pursue the craft after college and at a professional level. Even if it's just for a couple of years, they want to try their hand at professional running. Um, what are your thoughts on the on these groups and maybe what can improve them? Or is this the closest, you know, professional running is going to get to in terms of, you know, cities having teams like professional running teams just Give me your thoughts on on these groups around the country here. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's um, I think it's been a boon to American running. Um, I yes. think it, you know, I mean, it absolutely has been. And um, you know, I'm not really sure if it started with you know, like Shalane and um, Shalane and Kara, you know, back with 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 Schumacher. I, I don't know. Um, you know, kind of being one of the um, at least one of the ones that that got a lot of attention. Um, and you know, some shoe companies, you know, like Hoka and, and New Balance has a group, um, you know, they're starting to, to, to see the, the wisdom of it and support it. And, um, yeah, so we, you know, we've got, you know, and Des obviously, um, with Hanson's and, uh, you know, the, these, these groups seem to be working and, um, you know, maybe that's what was missing in American distance running for so long is that we were kind of operating in silos and, um, and now we've got some of this cohesion going on and it, it seems to seems to certainly be the, the, the secret sauce right now. And, and, and I would guess that there's going to be more of this that we're going to, you know, we're going to see more of this moving forward. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. it's exciting to watch. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to the morning shakeout podcast, Mario Frioli with mm-hmm. Frank Gagliano uh, last week and coach gags, the long time, just legendary track and field coach heading the NJNY team and and Gags was just saying you know he, he was hoping to see more of these teams pop up in the midwest too um we we mm. seem to have them on the coast and in the yeah. in the elevation areas the altitude areas uh, so I, I thought that was interesting too a coach who's been around the block and back a few times and has seen everything in the sport of of track and field and, and also his and road running too I know he's mainly track and field but him just saying, yeah, we got to get more of these teams popping around the Midwest. Um, any, any thoughts on that too? Yeah, no, that is interesting. I mean, well, I mean, Hanson's, you know, Michigan, right? Uh, yep. but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's an interesting thought. Um, because yeah, we do tend to cluster around the coast, don't we? Um, yeah. with running. And, um, you know, I mean, elevation certainly doesn't hurt. I mean, let's, let's talk about mammoth, right? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I, so I don't know. That's that's interesting. It'd be interesting to see um, because there there more than likely is some overlooked talent out there, you know, in the Midwest that um, you know maybe if there were some groups forming out there, they could you know draw some folks who maybe don't want to relocate to the coasts, um, you know. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's really that, exactly that's, what his point was. Talking about some of the runners he's coached over the years, just wanted to stay closer to home after college too. And yeah, and we talked about like you said, Hanson's Brooks. Um, near Detroit area. And then I know in Ann Arbor, uh, talked with Amanda Eccleston before and their mm-hmm. true blue elite team. 
you know, right around Ann Arbor, University of Michigan. Um, yeah. Maybe he was focusing more on, on you know, Missouri, Illinois, um, you know, even just north of Texas too, maybe some of those true Midwest, right in the mid middle of the United States, just yeah. some of those colleges who are producing incredible runners and, and folks who might want to stay closer to home. And there could be some popping up that I'm just unaware of at this time um, that could be booming here soon. Uh, but he was just talking more about, you know, not having a lot of these kids having to, to move way east or way west or to altitude all the time. Because he was just saying if, if, if you have the – the the love for it and the passion you want to train anywhere you can and if you build that team it was just really about that team camaraderie again building teams yeah. that are gonna build each other up and and find success anywhere in the country yeah yeah no i think that's a great point and um you know i mean and and you know admittedly we have cultural differences from the coast to the midwest and that this that yeah. and the other and so you know if it is if it gives someone a sense of kind of um i don't know security or home base by staying, you know, in that general area, you know, um, like, like why not tap into that and, and see what you can come with, come up with, you know, yep. um, elevation be damned. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> and just yeah. the, the backing of the sponsors, as we talked about earlier, you know, what you just said, they're having a Hoka, having an Adidas and Nike to back these groups. That's key. Uh, we're seeing 10 man elite growing just really by, by the month. It seems like it. Um, and, and just having these sponsors to give these teams a shot and some longevity yeah. there. And yeah. and the talk too of, of people who just, you know, they suffer in solitude as the saying goes, guys like Ben True and, and other athletes who, and I think Des too, Des is training a lot solo up in Charlevoix, Michigan. And there are people who just like to suffer in solitude and it's, it's their go-to training. So uh, yeah. but just to have that option of, of the team atmosphere, but also knowing that some people just thrive off that solo training as well. That, for sure. And for if sure. they get the sponsor and, you know, Trues with Saucony, been with Saucony for years and has the backing there, then it, it can work too as a, as a solo pursuit as well. Yeah. Yeah. But just Definitely. seeing, I love reading articles like this one that, that you had here for Podium Runner, just hearing about the team camaraderie and what it can do for a lot of these runners pursuing it post-collegiately. So it's, it's Hoka NAZ Elite inside the hottest team going. What team and training secrets lie behind the Flagstaff-based Northern Arizona Elite's string of successes by Amanda Loud and posted May 14, 2019 here on Podium Runner. Uh, Amanda, anything that you can let us know here that's in the works at the time with your writing? Um, oh, gosh. Like I said, I did a flurry of writing last week. I'm trying to think of what was um, – I'm trying to think of what, what of it was um, – Running related because some of it was not last week. Um, I got a couple coming up for Washington Post. More on um, uh, physical, just what uh, one on um, meniscus root tears, which is a different kind of mm. meniscus injury that's um, they're starting to learn how to address. And it was it was definitely um, something that was a devastating injury for folks who didn't. I, I actually have two runner friends who have suffered from it, um, and um, they were lucky enough to get the kind of treatment they needed right away because it can. Um, cascade pretty quickly into um, just really damaged bones and um, the need for a, a knee replacement down the road. So that that's um, yeah, one thing I just heard about. But um, what else did I do that was running related last week? I, I, I can't. Nothing is coming to mind, and I'm Someone's sure there's on the plate at some, once. Yeah, yeah put you on the spot there. there. Um, and I'm I, yeah, I'm talking with um, I'm actually talking with Cecilia. Um, Florio today about Western States. I'm going to be doing that for um, women's running. So, starting to kind of turn the focus on 
on what's going to happen at Western this year and, and, and trying to look at maybe somebody again, who's um, a bit under the radar and, and, and hasn't had a lot of ink. So um, that's going to be fun. So speaking um, of ultras there, are you still suffering from UTMB withdrawals wanting to go back to that race? I'm telling you always, I, I think about, <laughs> I want to be out there always. Like I, I, I honestly not, not even kidding contemplate, you know, once, once, my second child is gone. Um, you know, that, that maybe I'm going to go, um, you know, I can freelance from anywhere. And so a year, a year of Chamonix wouldn't be a bad way to go. So, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. And I, and I can't wait for the race this year to just to see what's, uh, what it brings and who's, who's going to show up and who's going to do what. So, and, and Western, I mean, come on, Western is is right on the horizon and and there's snowpack up there and it's just going to be really interesting and exciting. So, yeah. Uh, final thing here, any, anything you've read in the running community or in the freelance community, I know that can be a pretty tight knit group there just supporting each other, uh, any writers to be aware of or any specific articles you've read that, that really struck a chord with you? Um, you know what? I am always going to, um, go with AC Shelton, the stuff that she's writing, um, no matter where it is. Um, she's just, uh, I think she's one of the best journalists out there right now and uh whether she's writing about running or um triathlon or nutrition or whatever it might be uh i think she's just she's 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 quality people and puts out quality work and uh so yeah i would i would encourage people to look for her on twitter and see what she's writing and and uh and and follow her yeah cool and then and then following your work too always looking forward to the next piece Uh, give us your social media handles once again Yes. Um, so Twitter is a place to find me because that's, that's pretty much my, my happy place as far as social media goes. So, so I am, uh, miss zippy one on Twitter. Yeah. So, uh, love, love to, you know, folks who have any story ideas, shoot them my way. We're always on the lookout for that. That's for sure. So awesome. yeah. And, and the website still going that the new yes, yes, website. It's, we yes, it's Amanda hyphen Um, and it needs to be updated. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's that's it, uh, you know, on my to do list. So, so go to Twitter for now, and then right, right, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your work as always, Amanda. Really enjoyed the the features here and and just the different topics you tackle there. Again, looking forward to the next one, and Thank you. and appreciate the time here again with with the hectic nature of the last week, two weeks. Uh, really appreciate carving out about a half hour here for her well, run podcast. Really appreciate it. No, I, I appreciate your having me on. As always, it was fun. So um, we will catch you next time around. Absolutely. Enjoy the running, too. Keep that recovery up and keep getting stronger there, too. Will do. Thank Into you, the Dave. summer, into the humidity. You'll you'll beat it. it, it, it yep. it's, it's a battle. It's a battle. But uh, just find that enjoyment in the running still. For sure. For sure. Cool. All right. We'll talk right. soon, Amanda. Great all job right. with all the work, too. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to Hooray Run Podcast, episode 26. Much appreciation to Amanda for taking the time. Follow her on Twitter. Keep up with her work. Thrilled about the first couple episodes back here with the podcast. Fantastic things brewing as well. Going to be posting episodes more consistently. Hooray Run on social media. Facebook page. Instagram is at Hooray Run. Twitter at Hooray underscore Run. HoorayRun.com. Email the podcast. Just hooray run in general, hooray run at gmail.com. Thanks again to Mikey, aka Meeks Palmer, on SoundCloud for the intro outro beats. And hoping for Monday or Tuesday uploads with the podcast. Gonna get it consistently either Monday or Tuesday. 
And thanks again to Carly for the sketches. The podcast on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Subscribe, leave a review wherever you listen. Tell a friend, recommend. Appreciate all the support and feedback there. Episode 26, a wrap.